been a long day already, hasn't it? You all still okay? All good? Let's pray. Don't want to get away. <laughs> Let's pray. Our Father, we are thankful. Uh, thankful to be able to uh, live in a country where we are free to lift our voices in praise. Uh, we're still free to look at images of what you've done uh, half a lifetime ago. And for the many whose faces we've seen that uh, are now uh, in your presence forever, uh, enjoying a fellowship that we look forward to. And uh, we thank you that we can uh, honour you in this way as we remember, uh, as we look back, and now as we uh, commit to going forward, uh, looking to you for enabling, uh, looking to you for wisdom, uh, for clarity, for ability, for boldness, uh, all the things that uh, we lack, uh, we find in you in abundance. So we thank you for these things, and now as we would look to your word again, and we thank you for it, and pray that you would use it mightily uh, in equipping us, and challenging us, enabling us to serve you. We give you thanks for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this um, Bible on the table at the front here is open to uh, uh, the book of Psalms. And uh, I was wondering whether I had uh, the message right for this afternoon and Tim's opening prayer gave me a first bit of confirmation in that and then other things that were said. Um, and as we continue uh, in our 50th, looking forward to the 51st, uh, it's a new beginning, it's a restart. And um, while well, we don't have to leave the paddock bare, we don't have to let workers go um, we do need to look to the Lord uh, for the next chapter in our lives individually and together as Calvary Baptist Church uh, for those uh, that are current members here uh, so for our next step I'd like you to turn to uh, Psalm 127 if you would please 127 uh, it's um, in the middle of a group of Psalms that begins in uh, Psalm 120, uh, you'll probably see at the beginning of Psalm 120 a song of degrees and then a song of degrees of David sometimes in 22 and it continues on for 15 psalms and these were the psalms that were sung as uh, the pilgrims were making their way to Jerusalem uh, for the compulsory feasts uh, of um, uh, Passover and Tabernacles uh, and um, it's in here somewhere. Memory's a terrible thing, isn't it? The three compulsory psalms. Brother Kyle. Pentecost, Psalms and Passover. Uh, tabernacles and Passover. And they would start singing from wherever they were and they would start at Psalm 120 uh, and they would sing... And uh, they would get to uh, the uh, end and they would worship and they would uh, have sung these songs together and, and they would rejoice in God's goodness. And Psalm 127 is in uh, the middle of that group. 
So there are seven before it and seven after it. And uh, what a wonderful thing to begin in Psalm 120, uh, a journey to the high place. Uh, In my distress I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. What a lovely thing that we can cry unto the Lord and we know that he hears us. Uh, Psalm 121, God is my help. Uh, They would uh, remind themselves of these things three times a year uh, and uh, whenever else they would read these psalms they would know that this is what God is doing. Psalm 122, have much to look forward to. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. They would encourage themselves in their fellowship uh, as a body of people, uh, as God's people, as uh, those that were chosen uh, to be a testimony to an unbelieving world that God is real. Uh, God has a purpose. Uh, God is uh, more than sufficient for any need that we would ever have. And then Psalm 123, the Lord sees and knows all things. And you can imagine if you would be amongst that group, and we've done a little bit of that in all getting here together today. Uh, Some of us have come with heavy hearts. Uh, Some have burdens at home. Uh, Some have empty places around the table at home. There are empty places here. Uh, So we can look to the Lord for encouragement uh, in those things. The Lord sees and knows all things. That's a great comfort, but it's also a great challenge because the things that we don't let anybody else see, God already sees it and he already knows it. Then Psalm 124, they would sing, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for looking after us, for caring for us. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, When men rose up against us, then where would we be? And we know that there is uh, one who wants to rise up against us even in our day and wants to destroy this place and ruin the testimony and cause all of you to become discouraged as you labour on looking to the 51st year. That's what the wicked one does. Then Psalm 125, uh, the prospect is encouraging as the mountains are firm. Then 126, the restoration of deliverance of the people, and they rejoice in that. And the choice to trust the Lord for the future is ever present, and that choice for us is here today. And then we get to Psalm 127, very familiar. Uh, follow along as we read. We'll not look at all of it uh, as we looked at some of Psalm 119 this morning. But we read a song of degrees uh, for Solomon. Some say it's of Solomon. Uh, We're talking about building. We're talking about temple. We're talking about going uh, to the place uh, of worship as was designated in those days. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Often we would uh, associate this with 
uh, with family and uh, house building uh, as uh, building family, uh, but it's also uh, applicable in many other ways. Uh, the seven psalms that follow this uh, talk of the blessing of God's people uh, as they are united in worship. Bless the Lord, O my soul, we read in many other places as well. So the next step for Calvary Baptist Church. We see here in this verse 1, we see a building project, uh, we see a building process, and we see a building partnership. And uh, just for a few minutes um, before the dessert arrives and um, we'll be completely incapacitated, uh, if you could uh, just bear with me for a, a few minutes as we think about these things. They're important things. The building project. Uh, in this day, it was uh, either David wanting to build a house for the Lord or it was uh, Solomon uh, who ended up being able to build it. Uh, whether it's the temple uh, that uh, you and uh, I are as uh, the dwelling place of the Spirit of God, uh, whether it's uh, our corporate uh, household that we build as a church, and we can see it in all these ways and they're applicable in all these ways uh, because uh, the Word of God is such that uh, it is so broad and so expansive in its simplicity and so contradictory sometimes to our way of thinking uh, that we marvel at it, don't we? I trust you still marvel at the Word of God uh, and uh, we're surprised when we ought not to be surprised and we ought not to be surprised because we should be surprised. Um, God works things out and we think, well, of course he's God. He can't. Why shouldn't he be working it out? And then we do our little part and we see how it all fits together and we say, thank you, Lord, what a, what a wonderful, marvellous thing. And we should expect it because it's God. And we should not expect it because we shouldn't take anything for granted. So it's a strange business being a Christian, isn't it? A.W. Tozer wrote a lovely book, uh, The Incredible Christian, where he has about a page and a half of things that are completely contradictory uh, to the human uh, unsaved mind and it just boggles the mind. And he says, and this is our God. Amen. And we are his people and we are his children and we're privileged to serve him and to be amazed and we ought not to be amazed. The building project, the church here at Calvary Baptist Church for these 50 years. We should be reflecting on who we are, uh, what our purpose is, uh, how we fit into the place. And if you're here and you fit somewhere else, then it's just a privilege to be here and it's a blessing to be here. Uh, so could I encourage you to be fitting in the place that God has put you if it's not here? Uh, be fitting somewhere else and do the things that the Lord would allow you to do uh, because except the Lord build the house... They labour in vain to build it. So the Lord has a purpose in these things. Uh, the Lord is the builder. Uh, the Lord doesn't build for nothing. Uh, when we talk about uh, building things, uh, the building uh, is a reflection of who we are. Uh, if we're a flamboyant sort of a person, we would probably build a flamboyant sort of a house. Uh, if we're a humble sort of a person, that would reflect our attitude in a humble dwelling. Uh, and if we love natural materials, there'd be timber everywhere and there'd be stone and all sorts of things. And if we're a progressive sort of a person, we might build in steel and concrete and everything would be slick as anything. Or if we're a rustic sort of person, uh, you could 
stub your toe on the uneven floor, but you'd love it because it's natural and it looks just the way that you see the world. How does the Lord see what he's building here? The Lord's the builder. The Lord is the builder. He doesn't have to wait for a planning permit from the council. Uh, He's not going to be bothered when the boat doesn't arrive with the material. Uh, When the tradesmen go on strike, uh, he's got it all under control because the Lord is the builder. And that's a lovely thing to remember and to be encouraged by. And uh, not only does it reflect his personality, but it reflects his purpose. Uh, You're not here just to have a nice building, to have a nice lunch, uh, to have uh, lovely images on the wall that remind us of 50 years gone by. Uh, You're here for a purpose. Uh, Every one of you that is part of this church is here for a purpose today, right now. Gifted, enabled, equipped to take your place that no one else can take. Nobody else can do what the Lord's given you to do here. So you need to figure out what that is if you're not sure about that. Talk to your pastor, talk to the Lord, pray, get stuck into it and get involved. Because unless the Lord builds the house, we labour in vain the building. If we think we're going to build anything, uh, when we ought to be looking to the one who spoke the creation into existence, and we would say, this is what I want to build, shame on us. That's foolish, isn't it? We should say, thank you, Lord, for being interested in building something with this raw material that we see before us that we are. But that's his desire. That's what he wants. And every time they would walk their way up to Jerusalem and the the, the hill would be getting steeper and they'd be getting more and more tired, uh, their voices would lift in praise and and they would remind themselves, except the Lord build the house. They labour in vain that build it. Uh, The plans are empty. They are worthless. They will amount to nothing. But then if the Lord builds the house, it will be to his glory. It will be to his specification. It will be for his purpose. And uh, we would all say, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. So that's the building project. He is building Calvary Baptist Church. He started with the couches, as we saw there in 1973. And he's still building. I mentioned this morning that um, I can think of 10 churches uh, since I've been in Melbourne uh, that uh, haven't reached their 50th, that uh, don't exist anymore, and we know some of them. It's the saddest thing. Churches have a life just like people and buildings. Would we be a building that the Lord would be pleased with? So then, secondly... The building process. The Lord builds the house. In what ways does he build? Well, he builds according to his purpose. He builds according to his plan. And he builds slowly. It's taken 50 years to get to this. Some would say, I could have done this in five minutes. And some have tried and look where it is now. He builds gradually. He builds slowly. He builds purposefully. He builds gracefully. Gracefully, that's a lovely thing. Do you imagine yourself, do you see yourself as a piece of graceful building, uh, fine crafted workmanship for the glory of the creator? So that's what we are. We should look at each other, Brother Eddie, and say, you're looking good today. (laughs) 
even though there's all this and that and whatever else is going on, it is a wonderful thing that God is doing in every one of us, isn't it? And we should say thank you, Lord. I'm glad I'm part of this building. I'm glad I've got a function here. Uh, and as, uh, as well as I'm able, I want to do for the glory of God what he put me here to do. He builds with purpose. And his greatest purpose is to reveal himself. The Lord said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Yes, it's for his glory. We understand that. And our part in doing that is for his glory. But it's to reveal himself and us as his people. So you're part of this project that is a reflection of the glory of God. And that's how we ought to see ourselves. That's how we ought to see each other. Not as the flawed individuals that we are, and we all are. Uh, There's nobody perfect here, nobody completely equipped, nobody who's never made a mistake. Uh, Old brother Ken Christian, uh, he was up here. Uh, when I was struggling with different things over the years uh, and, I, and I'd messed up some things and uh, he said, uh, uh, Ern, the only person that hasn't made a mistake is the person that hasn't done anything. So could I encourage you to make some mistakes, learn from them, don't keep doing them because you'll just keep going around the block until you get it right, but uh, make them, be, be bold enough to make them because God will fix it. If it's not right, he'll fix it. Uh, He's greater than our mistakes. It's his purpose to bless his people. Uh, We are a testimony of uh, what God is doing uh, on planet Earth in 2023. Most people think it all came from a slime and it's just all accidental, but we know better than that. And we ought to reflect our understanding of that in who we are and what we do. And then his purpose is that he would recognise the labourer. Uh, he, he, if he knows the number of hairs that you have on your head, and it's possibly more or possibly less, depending on what part of the spectrum, spectrum you're on, uh, even an, an hour ago, uh, he's constantly watching. He's constantly making note. He's constantly concerned about who we are and what we look like and what we do. And um, ought we not to look as good as we can be for him. And that doesn't mean putting on a suit and tie necessarily, but it doesn't hurt. Some people put on all sorts of other stuff uh, to show who they are and they have tattoos and uh, all the rest of it. You know what I'm saying. Uh, What we look like ought to reflect who we are and that we belong to the Lord and uh, that we're part of his purpose in building here. Then we see the building partnership. This is a staggering thing. Except the Lord build the house, they labour in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. So we see that uh, he's the builder and we're the labourer. And uh, what a lovely privilege to... If you've ever let somebody loose on something that you've designed and uh, and you're passionate about and, and you care for every little minute detail of how it's put together... And then you give it to somebody else who might not be as detailed as you, who might not have your passion for getting it exactly right. And you say, you put this together, would you? I'll trust you for it. That's what he's done with us. He's trusted us for 50 years here. He's trusted those that have come and gone, those who will come in the future, if there is a future. 
and that's in his hands too. So we have the privilege to be in partnership. But first of all, who is the builder then? It says the Lord is the builder. Uh, in our English King James Bible, L-O-R-D, capital Jehovah, the Almighty, the Creator, the one from everlasting to everlasting. He is the builder. The Almighty Architect, the Creator of all. The bountiful builder for whom there is no shortage of supply. The careful carpenter of Galilee. The one who can make a hymn book stand perfect. The diligent designer where nothing is left to chance. You and the person sitting next to you, God's tailor-made, all of that. The energetic and eternal evaluator. He doesn't just set and forget He's fine-tuning, he's fiddling all the time, every day. The faithful finisher. It's good to have a good beginning, but uh, how good it is to have a good end. A gracious giver that is in need of nothing. That's who the builder is here. And these are only seven of his attributes, and you know I could go on for a long time because some of you have heard me go on for a very long time at the wonderful God that we serve. Activities as the builder of the house. It's his house and it's not ours. And he's the builder. And he says, would you come and build with me as my labourer? What a lovely thing. Then what about us as the labourers? We're appointed by him. Appointed. Not accidentally, you don't just roll up and pick up something and do it. You're appointed by God. He's put you here for a a purpose at a time. We're building for him. We're not building for ourselves. He has entrusted us with the privilege to be a labourer in his work. What a lovely thing. Called to be in his service and recognised as servants. That's a great thing. Directed by his hand. Personal attention. Every one of us gets from the Lord every day. The fact that you can sleep at night and not protect yourself and the Lord's watching over you and keeping your heart beating and everything pumping and the lungs working and that you can get up in the morning and you can open your eyes and look at the lovely, beautiful morning with dew on the grass and hear the magpies warbling away and say, thank you, Lord, for another day. I'm still alive. Enabled by his power. That's a lovely thing. Enabled by his power. We don't have to crank this up. We don't have to manufacture it. Uh, It's his ability. It's his power. It's his building. And we have the privilege to be a labourer. And we are favoured by his grace. We are guided by his purpose. And again, these are only seven of the things that we are. And you know I could go on a long time about who we are as well because it's a lovely thing to think of who we are as a child of God, as a member of a church, as one gifted and enabled by the Spirit of God to take their place in a building program of God's design, of God's making, with God's purpose for God's glory. And we ought to be jumping up and down if we weren't so tired and say, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. And inside, I think you might be just doing a bit of that. In 1973... 
if you know anything about timber, you might recognise this as a piece of Jarrah. Uh, it was an offcut of a board uh, of a house that uh, Liz and I built in West Australia. And uh, it's 50 years old. And you might look at that and it's just a lump of wood to you. But uh, it's not new. It's 50 years old. And if you could see it and uh, run your hand over that, um, uh, you would feel the indent uh, of 50 years of chopping garlic and onions and bits and pieces. Uh, and uh, by a, a modest um, conservative calculation, uh, nearly half a million blows of the knife that Liz has put on this piece of wood that is as old as this church. And this sort of reminds me of church and my place and your place uh, in anything that God's doing. Uh, it takes time to build this sort of character. Uh, it takes a lot of whittling, a lot of work. And you get something that is purpose-made, tailor-made, God-made, which is what you are that this little lump of jarrah that I rescued from the building site uh, was just a piece of worthless offcut, but this is a memory that has lasted me for 50 years. And it reminds me of God's working on me and the stuff he needs to do in my life. And I trust that um, uh, you would try and find something that would take you back 50 years as well and say, thank you, Lord, for being able to see in some measure what you've been doing and I know you have all those things yourself as well. But as we think about these things, the chopping board, the marks that we make over 50 years, Mari's been here for all that time, Brian for nearly all of it, us for some of it, uh, we make marks on each other. We make marks on the world we live in. Uh, they are going to show for something. Uh, there are marks that will remain. There are marks that might be unseen. Uh, you can't identify every one of those nearly 500,000 times the knife has hit that board. But the accumulative effect is what has produced this. And the accumulative effect of what God has produced in 50 years of people whittling away at the Lord's work as a labourer is a lovely thing and we're here to honour him in that. We make good marks and we make marks that sometimes mar each other. Marks of love, sometimes marks in anger, sometimes careless marks. There's bits of blood in here as well where every now and then she's cut a finger and uh, that's just a reminder of our frailties. You can't see any of that, and it doesn't add to the flavour one way or the other. <laughs> but it's real. And a day like today makes what you are and the marks that we leave on each other makes that real as well. And it's a blessing to be able to do that. Marks that tell of the master's use. Marks that are gentle marks that are rough, marks that are smooth, marks that are deep. Except the Lord build the house, they labour in vain that build it. So what do we do as we look at our 51st year? Well, first of all, we're thankful and we have been and we've given thanks. 
and we are privileged to be a part of his work as a labourer. Whatever it is, whether it's driving a bus or teaching a Sunday school, uh, putting the dishes away, you know all these things because you do all that. But to be included in the process because God says, I want you to be included in the process here. The disciples distributing the bread to the crowd. God could have just put it in everybody's hand. And then to have the 12 go around with a little basket and collect some baskets of the leftovers. He could have just snapped his fingers and they're all gone. But he said, fellas, would you go and collect it up? You're involved. You didn't speak it into existence. But you were there and you saw it and you were a part of it. You're in the record that stands forever as those that went and collected the fragments. So whatever fragments the Lord allows us to collect, let's go and collect them. We are here to be diligent, abounding in the work of the Lord, not limping along. I sometimes say when people ask me how I'm going, I say, oh, we're muddling along. Because muddling is about as good as it gets now, but uh, muddling is pretty good, I tell you. Uh, Muddling is just absolutely fine. But uh, we should be diligent. Uh, A workman here, um, Paul talks to Timothy about uh, being a workman uh, who ought not to be ashamed. And and there are some things that uh, we can be ashamed of if we don't do a good job, uh, if we don't do a, a careful job. If we don't do a God-honouring job, uh, it will stand as one of the marks that somebody will see and on the day of accounting, the mark will be noted. You've noted it in each other. We've noted it. There are some things that we wish we could take back. There is a day coming when the Lord says he will wipe away all tears as he will usher us into his glorious presence. All the old stuff will be gone, stuff that doesn't need to be remembered, will be wiped away. Then uh, we are also to be faithful. Faithful to his plan, faithful to his method, faithful to his timing. They're all essential in building and you all know that. He inspects our labours, he inspects our work and he has a high standard, does he not? And he ought to have a standard that he would expect his workers to want to achieve. And uh, the older I get, uh, I used to think that um, the longer you've been around, the bar gets lowered a little bit to allow for all that stuff, but it doesn't go that way, it goes the other way. The longer you've been around, the bar gets higher uh, because he's gifted you more and he's enabled you more and physically you might be more decrepit than you ever were, but spiritually we ought to be leaping tall buildings because we've been made in his image. And the old frame, he says, don't worry about that. Aren't you glad that uh, it is the concreter that does the concreting and doesn't make the cabinets? And that's not the bricklayer that does the bulldozing uh, or the painter that does the plumbing. Uh, He knows what he's doing and he's got people suitable for every task. Biblical roles and responsibilities are God-given, even though society may deny them, uh, would disallow us from encouraging them 
that would say you're not allowed to call that person uh, a man or that person a woman and this person's function and role in life is not as it's determined by the scripture but why some heathen government says is the way to, to be the way it is and we would say no to that because except the Lord build the house we labour in vain that build it. So we have biblical roles, we have biblical house building here at Calvary Baptist Church and in your uh, home, uh, your life, your body that is your life, your family that we see here. And we don't have time to look at husbands and wives and children and their lovely picture in here as well. But we're talking about church building. We're talking about Calvary Baptist Church's 50th anniversary. We're talking about making plans and provision for the next step. So all these things, uh, let us not be weary in well-doing, Let us be always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, Let us be part of the building project that he has ordained uh, according to the process that he has set out and uh, in wonderful partnership with him uh, for whom nothing is impossible. Let's pray. Our Father, we are thankful for uh, those that have gone before us and we've remembered them and we thank you for them. Uh, for each one of us that has uh, our part uh, today, uh, this being our time. Uh, we thank you for the time that we have, uh, even such as it is with all the problems, all the pressures, all the opposition. Uh, it's almost as nothing before you. Uh, the uh, great uh, nations, uh, heathen kings, there, even as the small dust of the balance that Isaiah spoke of, as a drop of the bucket almost insignificant yet we thank you for what you are raising up here that will last for eternity for the fruit that you have produced for the lives that you have transformed for the building that you have yet planned to do we give you thanks for it all in Jesus name Amen